Monday morning, everyone. It has been a crazy Monday morning here, but we will dive into that. You're listening to Author Talk with me, Amy Fern, and Russell, and our lovely author guest today is Randy. So, you guys, I'm going to talk about my Monday and then backpedal a little bit, okay, because my Monday's been chaotic. I am not as early as I usually am. I'm usually on between like 9.30, 9.45 Central Time because I am just an early person. If you're not 15 minutes early, you're late, right? Me and Russell, very much like that. Uh, I was actually sick all night, so I overslept on taking my kids to school. So my kids didn't get to school till almost 9.30, and then I sped back here to be on because I was You, you, you keep getting daycare disease from your kids. <laughs> I know. It's awful, but I feared the wrath of Russell, so I hauled it back here, okay? But diving into the weekend, mine really is more like a week. So you guys know I did the show last week from my mom's. Josh was out of town. Well, he cashed in on his Christmas gift last week, so we went and saw the Red Hot Chili Peppers on Wednesday, and that was just, it was the smoothest concert I've probably ever been to. It was a lot of fun. The headliners were okay for me. You know, whatever the main, the Red Hot Chili Peppers was a lot of fun. So we got to do that. And we got t-shirts and just, you know, went all out because it was his Christmas gift and his bucket list kind of thing. So now he's currently traveling again. So I am a single mom in it this week. So you guys pray for me because my four-year-old is like going on 16 with her attitude. And I am in my head, I've knocked her out. Okay. Because this is a conversation that me and my child had in the car. Okay, let me just tell you so everyone can pray for me or send good vibes or whatever it is that you guys do. Um, I picked my four year old up from school on Friday and I was like, hey, I'm going to go get a Starbucks. Would you like one? Because I sharing is caring. Okay, I'm teaching my kids sharing and it's, it's an expensive lesson. And she was like, yeah, I'll have a water. So we get there and she was like, no, mom, actually, I want both. I want my chocolate drink and my water. And I was like, how about neither? She said, how about both or nothing? It was a whole conversation. So we are just butting heads because she's a lot like Josh. So needless to say, you guys pray for me that I don't knock a child out. This how did Josh get in trouble for this? <laughs> this is a... This is an interpersonal thing between because you and your daughter. Because she gets it from him, Russell. She gets it from husband. him. No, she gets it from him because she's very much like, that I can have both. more like Amy to me. No, I am very much. I talked to my mom about it while I was there. My mom said I was always good at negotiating. Okay, well, if I can't get this, can I get this and come back for this later? That's an Amy thing. Amy's really good at that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I am not like, you're going to give me both. You're going to give me both now. I'm going to throw the biggest fit you've ever seen and scare you. So I am currently held hostage, you guys. I say this all the time by many terrorists. So send help, okay? Prayers, everything is definitely welcome because that will be my week. And so I'm also going off of three hours of sleep. So this is going to be a really fun ramble. But what all did you guys do this weekend, last week, after the show? What all did everybody do? Who wants to go first? Well, I'll go then. Okay. Uh, I was waiting for Fern. Did I interrupt you, Fern? No, you can go first. Go for it. Okay. So I had a great weekend. It started off on a Thursday night. Uh, men's get together at a PhD medical doctor's house doing this biogenetics lecture, which turned out to be very philosophical and great. And then 
uh, he cooked barbecue for two days and we had barbecue or everyone else did. I didn't. And he had 30 different bourbons that you could pick from. And he had just got back from Italy and brought a box of Cuban cigars. And so we had Cuban cigars around the fire in his backyard in Georgia. And it was spectacular. And we debated philosophy and Shakespeare and I was in heaven. And the bad part of it is I'm at the age now where I can go out at night and if I stay out too late, and by the way, I didn't have any of those bourbons, the other men did, uh, I still had a hangover the next day without drinking. I'm at that age. Why didn't you sample the bourbons? Uh, because it was a 40-mile drive through dark country Georgia roads on the way back, and I was a little bit gotcha. freaked out about that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But that I still cool. had a hangover because I'm an old man. It's a terrible thing. It's because <laughs> you were out past your bedtime, okay? Let's be honest. And when I'm That's what I was going to say. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 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 That sounds like fun, though. Not so much the philosophical conversation because those get really deep. And to have those with Josh is like, oh, it just, I can't handle it. I would love to have bourbon and a cigar with Josh. He would love that because I am going to go do something else because I can't handle those conversations for very long. I'm just like, why are we talking about that? Can we talk about something else? Pink colors. Let's pick pink colors. You know, of all things, that's when I'm desperate. So, mm, no. Mm -mm. I do love, I do love those kinds of, conversations, you know, the over a cigar and just talking about, you know, fixing all the world's problems, basically. I love that stuff. I love that. Yeah. But I did not do anything like that fun this weekend. Instead, I worked on Houston Writers Guild because the Guild and WIVLA, Women in the Visual and Literary Arts, are have combined forces and we are sponsoring a short story contest. Um, And we had all our our entries, we sent them out to our three amazing judges that are all publishers and they sent back their feedback. And so this weekend I compiled all the feedback um, for each individual um, entrant to get the, the, the judges responses. And then we had to sort through the scores and find who were the top 13. We, we, we're going to have 13 stories for our contest anthology, basically the three winners and honorable mentions. And so we sent out, you know, I had to compile all that. And then we sent out the congratulations um, emails. And then we had to send out the, you know, so sorry you didn't make it emails, which are really hard to do because there were some really amazing authors that, you know, got a, you know, did not place, you know, and, um, and some that I personally know, you know, but the contest is blind. So, you know, um, it is what it is, but, um, yeah, so I did all of that and it was, it was kind of, you know, it was kind of busy, but fun because it's nice to see it coming forward. We're going to start working on the cover for this on Friday with our cover designer, and uh, yeah, I mean, the Houston Writers Guild stuff is going and we have conference coming up in October. Tickets are up. Kevin J. Anderson is our keynote speaker. He's doing several sessions for us. So, hey, I just did guild stuff all weekend. That's what I did. 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like a lot of work. It was. Mm-hmm. What did you do, Randy Lee? Uh, a lot of things. Uh, so today is actually a holiday in Canada. So when you were like dropping your kids off at school, I'm like, school? What? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we have the day off today and it's actually really nice out. So we're going to get outside, do some things. But yesterday, uh, my husband and I, we got matching um, matching tattoos of frogs because we have this inside joke about frogs um, and we call them hopping turtles. <laughs> because so one day we were at the Toronto Zoo and my where there was this pond and my husband's like oh my goodness look 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 at that hopping turtle and I'm looking all over thinking oh I've never seen I've never even heard of a hopping turtle what is this and go do you mean that frog it's like yeah that's what it's called a frog so so we got matching frog tattoos because neither of us we like to play chicken a lot with random things and neither of us refuse to lose so we we are matching turtle ta- or popping turtle tattoos. Um, Sounds like you found a match to me. Mm-hmm. We don't. It's been sixteen years, so I think so. Nice. Yeah. Um, and then Friday night we had our grandson sleepover, and yeah. you're not. You don't have a grandson. I do, and you, he's three. Like, and Grammy like, is his like favorite. Years old. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. And I, I mean, I'm in my 30s, but still. <laughs> he is the cutest thing ever. So is that the only tattoo you have? Or do you or or have you guys oh. done tattoos before? Oh, we have lots of tattoos. That's just our only matching tattoo. <laughs> mm. I've got I've got one here that's uh boxing gloves with autism puzzle pieces i've got drama masks i've got a butterfly with a little semicolon um this one is my other new one it's my cat that that i had for 19 years i have a cross that my brother had i've got a rose that my kid drew so just a couple so i'm really curious because that room that you're in is Super cool, super cool. Thank you. Well, I think we disagree it. about that. It gives me a seizure. I know. Jen I, well, Paul. you just shush. Yeah. <laughs> I love that room. I love it. Okay, first of all, it has one of my favorite. I don't think Russell's ever been told to shush on the show. So <laughs> high five, Randy. That's you told awesome. me a few times to be quiet. I tell you, but not by a guest. Like that. Was- I like it when a guest tells me to shush. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So what is this room and and how did you come to decide the decor of those beautiful walls? Uh, so this is my office, finally. So it was my our kids' room for a while, but she's moved out now. She's the one that has the baby. Um, and then it was my mom's room for a little bit. And then finally she moved out. And so it's mine. And I said, okay, that's it. I'm putting up everything I want because nobody else take it the room. <laughs> Yeah. I think you painted uh, it that way so no one else will want it. Everyone wants it except you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's actually foam, like foam squares for the soundproofing. And purple is my favorite color. So it's yeah. perfect. It Which is, is why I love your hair. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. I love it. I would totally be in like heaven in that space. So, yes. Thank you. <laughs> 
All right. So as we are moving forward, oh, one of the I'm... things that Russell's going to do is talk about our podcast. Right? Yeah, I'm sorry, Fern. I had a blank space because yeah. I was still in the seizure from the picture. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Randy, uh, most people don't watch us on Monday mornings. Most people listen to our podcast during the week. We're like top 10 podcast, independent book podcast in America. We thank people for listening to us. And uh, Amy, how do people find us and how can they join our Facebook author page? Yeah, so you guys, if Russell can find us, all of you guys can find us. Let's just do that disclaimer right now. And now I can. Yeah. Because of your brilliance. It, it took some time. But now you can. Yeah. <laughs> so we have rebranded you guys where it's the crimson red and the gold for author talk. If you want to watch us, which I highly recommend because me and Fern are very animated. Uh, and our facial expressions say a lot when it, you know, we control what comes out of our mouth, but not our facial expressions by any means. And I talk a lot with my hands. So if you want to just have a good chuckle, you're more than welcome to come over to our Facebook group and join at our YouTube channel, any one of our social media platforms. You can request if we're private to be our friend or to see any of that. So that's how you can find us, but we are available everywhere on Amazon, Spotify, Good Pods, Apple, Google Play, anywhere that you can find a podcast. We are on there. Just look for our logo when you type in Author Talk. It'll be red with the gold shimmery letters. That just makes me happy because glitter makes a girl happy. Okay? It made me happy. So that's how you can find us. But it is every Monday at 10 a.m. Listen to us whenever you want. If you want to watch us live, that's how you can do it. We've been doing this for 10 years, and it started off as an idea that Russell had with him and Sandy, and I was behind the scenes. Now I am the energy setter. So it's been a lot of fun. Fern does wonderful author interviews. We've met amazing authors over the years, writers, publishers, all of that. So it's been so much fun. So if you're feeling adventurous, you are more than welcome to go back through our, like, I don't know, 450 I don't know. A lot of shows that we've done because we don't take Mondays off. I think one of us would really have to be really sick to take a Monday off. But you oh, guys. I have to interrupt you on that. No. Randy, when she was giving birth on a Monday one time, she did the show. Mm -hmm. Can you believe it? Amy, are you for serious? Let's Amy. disclaim. Hold on. Let's disclaim. I was not like. And pushing labor, okay? And I was in the comment section. I popped on to say hi because I was pacing the room, okay? I was about to be in pushing labor. But I, I told you, we don't miss Monday. That freaks like, me out. Missing. That just, that was, we don't miss I got to tell you. It, that you got to own it, Amy. Be like, yep, yeah, I don't miss anything because I was even here when I was giving birth. Like, own it. <laughs> no, Amy's not that kind of person. But I did have makeup on. For that one, when my second one came, I didn't even attempt to be on. It was a Tuesday. I didn't have no makeup on. I look ratchet. Okay, so that was a good, like, I thank everybody that they didn't have to see that, okay? But no, I mean, it, I wasn't on very long. Russell makes it sound like I was actively pushing. And You're doing my show hero. Just <laughs> <laughs> own it. Oh my gosh, that's the nicest thing you've said to me all year. I'm going to write that down and then put. No, I've said well, many nice things. To you. <laughs> I know, but that's the nicest. I'm your hero. Oh 
Oh my goodness. I like that. That's a good one. I'm going to mm -hmm. feed off that all day. Mm -hmm. But let's get Randy Lee talking about her book. So Fern, take it away. Well, Randy Lee, I am very excited to have you on our show because the topic of mental health is very high on my list of of things that we need to start normalizing. We need to start normalizing people seeking help, being more uh, self-aware of when they need that. So before we get started, my very first question always is, because of course this is based on a lot of your life experiences, but I always like to know what, you know, what made you decide to write it, to write this book, you know, because we live things, we all live things, but not everybody decides to write it. What, what made you go in that direction? Um, so for, for the first one that I, that I published, it was a matter of, I found all of the poems that I'd written as a teenager in my basement and I didn't want to throw them out but I didn't want them to sit in my basement. So I was like, okay, I'll publish a book. I always said I was going to. Um, so that's how it really started. And then I was like hooked. So I had to, I had to go. Um, for the newest one, it was a matter of, I, I kept thinking in my head, my brother's life couldn't mean nothing. And so mm. I had to do something to keep his spirit alive and to keep it where he was helping because he always wanted to be helping. I love that. So kind of in honor of him. Mm -hmm. So this book, this, the newest one is uh, about struggle. And um, tell us a little bit about the book and what, um, how you went about kind of deciding to put it together. Like what, what is part of your process for, for this book because every every book is different uh generally authors have like their process but every book has its uniqueness yeah um so the book itself it's called goodbye too soon um and it is about my brother's death by a drug overdose it was two years ago this past saturday which is when the book officially came out and when he first died it was obviously lots of tears whatever and then like i said i kept saying to myself, his life can't mean nothing. Like he, he didn't even hit four. He always did want to help other people. Like I remember as a teenager, once he gave somebody his shoes because he had more shoes at home. Like he just, he was so nice when he was sober. Um, but so when those thoughts just kept going in my head. His death can't mean nothing. His death can't mean nothing. And I was writing already to help me cope with it. It just was natural then to say, you know what? If I'm already writing, I might as well write a book. And then it kind of hits on multiple um, things. I love that. And so as you were preparing the book, you know, you, you had already been journaling to process your own feelings about it. Um, what were some of the steps that you did to decide like what goes into the book, what maybe stayed more in private space? You know, how did you organize the book? <laughs> Nothing stayed in private space. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty much an open book. There, there's very little that stays in the private world. Um, so I knew that it was going to be the story of how I found out how we planned. So I started there. Um, and the book, literally the, the first page is literally how I found out. Um, so 
goes through that. But then as I was thinking, okay, how can I make this book be beneficial to other people? That's when I started thinking, okay, I need to add in more about how people with an addiction are people. They have families that love them. So I had to put in a little bit of that spirit. I would needed to put in risk factors of developing an addiction, uh, the DSM-5 criteria for how you'd be diagnosed with the with addiction as a mental illness. So there was a lot of other pieces that I knew had to go in in order for it to hit the purpose of helping other families deal with somebody in an active addiction. So what are some of those factors? Like, you know, for those of us who haven't read, <laughs> well, just go and read it then. <laughs> um, so some of the risk factors are uh, having a, another family member that has an addiction, going through trauma. Um, my, brain just, my brain just went blank. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, totally blank. But yeah, trauma is a really big one. Having somebody with... Um, an addiction already in your family, it makes you predisposed to it. Um, social influences, right? Who you hang out with very much influences what it is that you end up doing. Um, can't think of the other ones off the top of my head. Well, this is, this is why I write things go, down. <laughs> they can just go buy the book and then they can find out exactly. all about it. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, when, we, when we're thinking about addictions, you know, and, and people in our lives that we love, that we see going through these things, what are some of the, what, what are some of the, the things that you would sort of give advice as far as like, if you have a family member and you're seeing them go through addiction, what are some things that, that a person can do to try to help them, you know, um, and also just for themselves to protect yourself? you know, from, yeah. from some And I it. think, I think the book speaks a lot to the families and that um, protecting yourself part, that is a huge part that I think people gloss over or forget about. Um, so setting boundaries of what you will accept from the person, what you won't accept from the person. I know my brother, he was great at going, oh, could, I, I really just need $20. Can I, can I borrow it from you? No. Well, you are just a bit right? Because he didn't get his way. Um, so kind of expecting that to happen from him, I knew that the boundary had to be, if you're going to start yelling at me, click, I ain't talking to you. Um, so, it, which is hard, especially now that he's died, there was a lot of sadness around the loss of hope of him ever having a better relationship together. Um, but setting boundaries is really big and sticking to them. Because as soon as you give an inch of those boundaries, that's it. You're done. Um, forgiving yourself for needing to do that because it is very difficult. And forgiving the person for something that they can't actually control. They don't wake up in the morning and go, you know, it'd be great. But I got super high on drugs. That'd be so much fun today. Um, it's a mental illness. And so forgiving them in the sense that it wasn't a choice that they made. Um, that was super hard to do. In fact, and I talk about this in the book, when we were burying him, I totally yelled at him. Like, I just gave it to him. I yelled at him. <laughs> but he needed it because we weren't supposed to be standing there that day. And I told him that. Mm -hmm. 
And that's that's such a huge part of healing for you, because I know that one of the big steps in the healing process is taking that time to literally just yell it out, to just throw it all out of, and, and to not worry about how it sounds, right? I mean, you're not trying to be polite. You're trying to really express all those feelings and get them out of you. Exactly. And I tried to do it quietly at first. And then my godmother caught me and she's like, are you yelling at that boy? I was like, yeah, I am. And then I stood up. I'm like, and everybody else should be mad too. What? I know we're sad, but we should all actually be mad at him because he's not. (laughs) Just Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that is a powerful thing to, because not only did you do it for yourself, but you also, in a way, you kind of modeled it for other people. Like, hey, it's okay to be mad. It's okay to, to express anger at him, you know, just because he, you know, just because you miss him and doesn't mean that you, uh, that you can't be mad. You know, I think sometimes we, yeah, sometimes we feel bad about being mad at people. Right. Especially when they're gone, because it's like, there's that saying, you know, don't speak ill of the dead. Well, he wasn't always a great person. So what I'm supposed to lie? Cause I'm not going to do that. He had his faults. There was many. Um, and it's okay to be mad at him. So we talked a little bit about your journaling, you know, as, as part of your healing process and, and just the, the being aware of needing to get it out and just being willing to just freely get, get it out. What are some of the other things that you would recommend for people in terms of just things that they could do to help deal with depression, with, with loss, with grief that just in general comes into our lives? Yeah. Um, exercise is a good one and it doesn't have to be going to the gym because that can be kind of boring or tedious for people, but going for just a walk around the block, um, horse riding, swimming, you know, golfing, all of those things are exercise. So finding something that you're going to like doing physically, it doesn't have to be specifically lifting weights or something like that. Um, And then my other favorite one would be pets. Get a pet. They love you no matter what. You can have the worst day of your life and they're going to love you. Those are great. Yes, they are very therapeutic. Yeah. I just have a couple of those. (laughs) Yeah. What are your pets? Um, So they they also have their own TikTok if you want to see some cute animals. Four cats, three dogs. (laughs) Oh. Randy, you are an open book all the way, aren't you? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I like it. I like it a lot. I have two cats and two dogs and two children, and Josh is in there too. So I feel like twos. Randy, one of some of our best shows has been when her children bang on her door during the show, (laughs) demanding that she come help them. This is funny. This is true. Yep. Yeah, yeah. My kids sometimes will randomly come in and be like, I need blah blah blah. And I'm like, I need you to leave. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel you. I feel you on that hundred percent. Now it's just my dogs that bark randomly. It's it's a whole process. But yes, it is a lot of twos. I actually did just notice that two cars, two children, two dogs, two cats, and then Josh. Josh is the only non two. But yeah, I think I just yeah, you don't what? need a second husband. One husband. Well, motorcycles. see, but it's two parents, right? True. That's true. Yeah, well, we do have two motorcycles. So I do have a lot of twos. And twos is like, what, a completion number? I must just 
it feeds to my completionness. I have, I can't start a series on anything, a book series, a TV series. Even if I don't like it, I have to finish it. It's just like a thing. I can't handle not finishing something. It really bothers me. So maybe that's why I have pairs of everything. I don't know. Anyways, continue, continue. <laughs> so kind of going back to um, your book, has how has your book and writing it, you know, changed, changed you, you know, and, and changed your, the way you, you're viewing your, the situation, your brother has, has it, has it had an impact on you? Um, I think the biggest impact was more just releasing all of the pent up emotions between the sadness, the anger, disappointment, happiness, like all the different range of emotions, releasing all of that would probably be the most significant impact it had. Um, and hopefully as people buy it and, and, you know, say, oh, it helped me or whatever, um, that I think will have a big impact because then I'll feel like, okay, it was worth it. It was, you know, because at first when I first told my mom that I was doing this, she was not so pleased. Mm -hmm. Ooh. Uh -oh. She left us in suspense. Oh my god! She, put, she, she was, was not pleased about what? What happened? Oh my gosh! I'm dying. To, I have I have a, this question just popping and bubbling over here, <laughs> and I was I was like, soon as Fern finishes, I have to have this one question, and I'm sure that she'll be right back on. Amy yeah. may be putting her back on right now. I, yeah. Now that we know her a little bit, I bet she really gave a scream when she realized she pushed the wrong button. Don't you? Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, I really want to know. I so know. I, that's the Do you think her mother ever. actually cut her off? Do you, because she was thinking about how mad <laughs> I think her mother reached through the internet and cut Randy off from... <laughs> Is Randy, is that what happened? Your mother, you were talking about your mother wasn't pleased to she, she reach through the internet <laughs> and turn you off. <laughs> she must have. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Every all, everything just went and I'm like, oh, is my internet out? But my internet was still on. I don't know. It was weird. It was weird. Maybe it was my brother. Maybe he came and he like just shut it all down in his ghost spirit and he's like, Stop talking about me. Oh man, I'm telling you, I'm that was the that. best like cliffhanger suspense ever. Like, what happened? What did your mom say? We're but, all as, like, ah. but as usual, we just kept talking. Yeah. Well, you have to as, fill the air. You can't just leave well, it that. It's not even that because we're all such close friends. It's just like, <laughs> oh, what her mother say? Her mother did. <laughs> so what were the guesses? <laughs> We didn't have any. We were just hanging off. All right. No. So, yeah, at first my mom was like, you're actually going to do that? Because she, I think for her, it was like, how are you going to talk about your brother dying from drugs in a nice way? Like, I just don't think she could wrap her head around it being a nice, sentimental, helpful story. I think she thought I was going to just rip into him or something. Um, which, I mean, I kind of did at the grave, so. Uh, but uh, eventually, once I explained to her, you know, more of the premise and that kind of thing, she came around and actually on Saturday, because so last week my mom was like, what are you guys going to, what, what are you doing for your book launch? It's coming out on Saturday. What are you doing? I go, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't really plan anything because we're going to have Adrian in the morning. Like, I don't know. Um, and she's like, well, we should go visit your brother's grave and, and take a copy of the book and put it there. And you could take pictures. And like, my mom was all into it at that point. So she really came around and I was like, okay. So we did, we went and I put it on TikTok. Actually I got a little video clip with the book and, and him and like the grave. So him um, and, and all that stuff. I love that. I love that. And you know, it is very true in, in the sense that like recently, Right. I went away to a weekend to just kind of heal up some stuff and I was posting about it. And then I had some people go like, well, Fern, why are you posting that stuff? You know, blah, blah, blah. You should be more careful. And I'm like, why are we hiding the fact that we need help? You know, why right. are we, why are we pretending that we're perfect? You know, I think it gives people hope to say, Hey, you know, if that person, you know, can be open and say, I need some help, you know, then other people can do so too. But right. I love the pictures um, at the gravesite and, um, and I love your mom. Now, Russell said he had a question. Russell? Okay, I'm done. Thank you, Fern. You're welcome. Because you're the professional, and you actually really are. You do a great job at these. So usually I wait because Fern always gets to it within her organization. But the thing I'm dying to ask, I was an attorney for 40 years. I dealt with a lot of these type of matters. And we had this in our family too. Almost all families deal with addiction and mental struggles within their families. It's just a thing. We all do. And that's why your book can be so helpful because we all need help knowing what to do. Do you go over in your book some of the things your family struggled with trying to help him? Yeah, so there is a, a couple parts where um, I outline. So my my biggest time of trying to help him, because uh, he's four years older than me, so I'm the baby sister. So a lot of this, my mom tried to shield from me for a lot of years. But when I was in college, I lived in a different city than he did. It wasn't like far, but it was still different. And he had told me, I really want to stop doing drugs. So can I come and stay with you? Um, because then I won't be able to get them. He doesn't have a car. He doesn't know anybody. So I said, okay, sure. Um, cause at the time I was thinking, oh, this is perfect. I can help him. He'll be fine. I didn't realize that he had a lot of stuff he had to deal with in his head before it would really stick. I just thought, oh, if the drugs aren't there, you can't do them. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So he came, he stayed, um, he did well for about a week ish to my knowledge um but then new year's eve came and he's like oh i have to go and party it's new year's eve and i was like okay well you can't come back now um but there were there's some other times that i talk about in the book but that was for me that was my most significant moment of trying to help him but even uh, my aunt has written a couple parts um i got her to like write her memories what she can remember from doing it because he used to stop in at her house all the time to grab something to eat, to grab a hot shower, that kind of thing, because she lived like right where he was. So I, she got it from like her words. I didn't rewrite it. It's her words that are in there. Um, even I put the eulogy. So I did the official eulogy, but my aunts both had their own little things as well at the funeral. And those are in there. So that way we got some other family perspective in there. And I, I, I feel like that is such a big part of the process is just learning what what can you do and accepting 
what you cannot do, you know, because a lot of this is not in your hands. It's, it's in the person's hands to seek that help. You know, um, do you, do you find that as, and I mean, it just released and stuff, but do you find that as you're sharing a little bit of your story here and there, do you get, um, do you get people saying yes? And, and this has happened to us and thank you for this. And, some other ideas of like ways that they have tried to to do things uh so i have had a lot of people um give me good feedback like oh i'm looking forward to reading this book i haven't had too many people tell me what they've tried um with their i have had good feedback of people going oh it's nice to have a have a book written for the family that I, I'm looking forward to reading it. Um, actually, I just had it, somebody just post a review yesterday. Mickey just sent it to me and she it was really a glowing review of the book. So um, it has had some good feedback so far. So as a writer, you you wrote some poetry. You, you delved into this very difficult and hard book to write. What's next on your writer's journey? Do you have a project that you're thinking of? I have a couple projects I'm thinking of. I have some projects that are already in the works. Um, so there are three that are actually in the works right now. So I'm co-authoring a book with somebody that was in my business group. And it's going to be about mental health and the Bible and kind of how we perceive it. Um, and then I've written two kids stories. Uh, so one has been ready for like a year, but my kid is doing the pictures for this one. And it's just taking forever um but it's getting there it's getting there so that one is it's a second in a series so the first one um is Woofy goes to the hospital this one is Woofy says goodbye so Woofy um is a stuffed dog he lives in a classroom he goes home with different kids so he has lots of different stories and this one is about um the little girl her hamster dies so they have to Woofy helps her be strong mm-hmm. and then uh the other book that it's written I have to do the pictures for it still it's about my three-legged cat okay that is a story right there yes and it's all rhyming because kids love rhyming things (laughs) I love it I love it so how is it working with your daughter as the illustrator um (laughs) he is a pain in my butt and um when i say it's not so your child being a pain (laughs) when i remind him hey can you get this next picture don't rush me i'm not rushing you it's been a year (laughs) i'm not rushing you but i'm on a time crunch okay not it's not your time it's mine not rushing but you know yeah that's why that one doesn't have an actual release date. It's just going to release when it releases. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How old is your son? Uh, he's 16. Oh. And he's co-oping for me for high school credit. And I'm like, hey, so this is what you have to do to get your credit. Yeah. Finish the book. Yeah. You need to produce. You need to produce, okay? Yeah. You're getting so, your co-op. You have to produce. When his teacher calls me for a grade, I'm like, mm, like a 70, because he has to work on t- getting things done in a timely manner. I gotta tell you, I hate that, because I know your son hates that. Mom, you're killing me. What do you do? I totally do that. I like I, that. If he, wa- he wants to be an artist, he wants to be paid for his, and I pay him. 
I pay him for his work, all right? But he wants to expand. He's maybe even thinking about becoming a tattoo artist because he's drawn a couple of mine and my husband's. And even the tattoo artists were like, these are really good. Keep it up. Um, then he needs to be on a time frame. Like, uh -huh. it just is. If you want to make this a career, then you have to understand that deadlines are a thing. And he's going to need to work on that customer service. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, he has great customer service. Like, because we've gone and done vendor shows and stuff. And he is the nicest kid to chat with. And he'll tell you every little bit about how this picture came to be and da-da-da. But I'm mom. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. Yes. We're mom, so you get the blunt of everything, okay? Yeah. They're the most comfortable with you, so why do they need to be nice to you? It's not... No, so not frustrating. I would do the same thing. I did, like, I didn't do co-op. I did a senior early release in high school, so I didn't have to have a job. I could just leave because mm -hmm. I had all my classes done, so yeah. I got to leave every day. So I, I goody-two-shoes like you. <laughs> I got to leave every day. I didn't have to stay till four. I got He's to just jealous because he didn't. Exactly. <laughs> I had the boss principal keeping the tag on me all the time. <laughs> I was a good student, okay? But I, I do understand that. But I feel from a mom's mom's point of view, I would do the same thing that you were doing. Like you if you want the A, then you have to earn it. And you when to be successful in life, but as an artist in any avenue, you have to complete deadlines and mm -hmm. communicate, do all these things, right? Just because I'm yep. your mama don't mean it's gonna give you an A. I love it. That's um, right. <laughs> You got to earn it. I'm not giving you a no participation ribbon. No. I love it. Our time is coming to an end, and I'm seeing Russell's eyes looking at us. Yeah. yeah, oh, no. goodness, yeah got that, that's because no. I had two questions that I want to get in. Go. Okay. Okay. This is, this is kind of a writer's thing. So who edited you, this book? And Fern... This is a question to you. How do you edit a book like this? Well, very mindfully, yes. But go. Um, so I sent it to uh, my friend. So she does she does editing. Um, and I sent it to her. And she doesn't know the full story, which is really helpful in this kind of book, because I needed to know the holes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Um, and because she didn't actually know the all the background story, she was able to be like, um, how do we get from here to there? I think we're missing a piece. And I was able to fill those pieces in. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a whole process. And when you're working with something like this to um, to a look at the individual pieces of the book and then also to figure out the arc of it, like how, where are the different things going to fall? and how you progress from the beginning of, of the book to the end. So it's a it's a really beautiful project and you, and you have to have someone that can do it for you, but also that you can trust. Yeah. Because, because when you're writing things like this, you can, you can re-traumatize yourself. So you have to be very gentle with the process, but very real too. So yeah, it's a tough, it's a tough book to write. Congratulations on, on getting it out, my friend. Thank you. So you said you had two questions. The other one was kind of a statement. Uh, Fern feels the same way about her animals. There's also a children's book out there about her do her dog called Skunk Dog. It's not out dog. there yet. Certain people haven't finished writing it. Oh, it's written. <laughs> <laughs>
because her dog got sprayed by a skunk and then stunk every place it went. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty funny story, too. It um, sounds like it would be. It, it's a pretty I good to read it. It was good. At least the portion he sent. It was great. Randy, before you go, would you tell us where people can find your book? Amazon is the easiest place to go to go to Amazon type in goodbye too soon. It's a really pretty cover. It's red has a little bit of black. There's an urn with a shadow. Um, yeah. Goodbye too soon. Amazon. I love it. Well, Randy, thanks for taking time out of your morning mid afternoon to come and talk with us and have a good laugh. Even, you know, something like mental health is a very deep conversation. And so to make it as lighthearted as you do, I think takes true passion and skill to do that because it's a conversation most people want to avoid. No one really wants mm -hmm. to talk about mental health. Media doesn't want to talk about it, but everybody, the majority of us suffer from some kind of mental health issue at some point in our life, or we do know someone that struggles with addiction and mental health. And so it is something that resonates a lot with a lot of people that people don't talk about. So to compliment what Fern said, I am just grateful that you had the courage to put it out, especially the story about your brother and, you know, with your mom, like, oh my gosh, you're going to do this kind of thing. Cause I understand both sides. So to have kind of the courage to put out this story and be a huge advocate for mental health is an amazing thing. So thank you so much for everything that you do and for writing this book and for putting it out and for coming to hang out with us. It's always so much fun to talk with you. So much fun. Well, you guys, we hope you all have a fantastic rest of your morning, a great rest of your week. And until next Monday, everybody, bye for now.